warning. The stories in this podcast often contain violent and disturbing events. Listener discretion is highly advised. Hello again, Nightmare Society, and thanks for joining me. I have some pretty creepy stories tonight. Ones that particularly creep me out because they're all about finding someone looking in at you from outside your window. A big thanks to user WorriedPossession43, user HTTPSSick, and user HireMeYang for sharing their stories with us tonight. And another great big thanks to my lovely Nightmare Society members over at patreon.com slash nightmare society. They keep the podcast going and growing and are generally pretty awesome people. I'd like to welcome our newest members, Libby and Zimran. Thanks for the support, guys. I really appreciate it. Because of some of the stories tonight, I'd like to encourage anyone who feels they may be in a dangerous situation or relationship to seek help. The links will be in the description and there are tons to choose from, but I've listed just a few. The Victim Connect Resource Center is a referral helpline where crime victims can learn about their rights and options confidentially and compassionately program of the National Center for Victims of Crime. It combines a traditional telephone-based helpline, and you can call them at 855-4-VICTIM. That's 855-484-2846. They also have an innovative online chat at chat.victimconnect.org, and they have web-based information and service referrals at victimconnect.org. Um, I also noticed on most of the pages on Victim Connect that they have uh, their posts available in Spanish as well. Um, Victimsofcrime.org is another great resource. And finally, the hotline.org is available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They're a national domestic violence hotline that provides essential tools and support to help survivors of domestic violence. Call them at one 800 787-3224 that's 1-800-787-3224 or chat live with them on their website at thehotline.org now get comfy and prepare yourself for another episode of the nightmare society I was 16 and we met on Facebook. He went to a school nearby and we decided to meet up for a movie. We had a great time together and ended up dating. The first time he came to my parents' house, he had an ankle monitor on for house arrest and he wouldn't tell anyone why. Red flag number one. And since he was a minor, we couldn't find out. 
My parents obviously didn't allow us to hang out, so we hung out at his house, or around town at the YMCA camp. I was rebellious and naive. Things started to get weird when I noticed his family was pretty odd. One day we were getting intimate in his bedroom and I saw his father looking through the blinds. I screamed and called him out and his dad ran off. Stalker guy told me that his dad was just, quote, into redheads and liked to watch us. So this obviously was not the first time. I went to leave and his mom was doing crack in the kitchen. So I decided it was time to break up. This is when it got bad. He started crying and told me that he's in cancer treatment and that's why he needs me. He doesn't have long to live, blah, blah, blah. I believed him and told him that we could be friends. This is when the stalking started. He switched schools to my high school, but never went to class. He would just stand outside of my classroom looking inside until it was passing period. When I would leave class, he wouldn't address me. He would just follow about 10 to 15 feet behind me to my next period and stand outside the classroom again. I was too intimidated to say something to him. He was six foot four and a heavy set guy, so I just let it happen for weeks. It started to progress to where he would follow me home every day. He would get on the same bus as me, despite living across town, and walk 10 to 15 feet behind me all the way to my house. He would stand outside, just staring up at the window until around the time my parents got home, and then he would just leave. Finally, I told him to screw off and leave me alone. I told him we could no longer be friends or acquaintances and to forget about me. However, that escalated things way further. I started getting about 150 calls a night. Half of them were him screaming death threats and in detail torture methods that he wanted to do to me. And the other half were him singing me love songs that he wrote on his guitar. Every time I blocked his number. He seemed to just magically get a new one and leave more messages on that. I woke up one day to see that overnight he had left me one of those dancing-slash-singing snowmen on my porch. He had stabbed it in the head and the knife was still sticking out of it. He covered it in his liquid deodorant that I had previously mentioned liking the smell of and I noticed there was a hole where the little song recording device was. When I pressed the hand, it was not the regular Frosty the Snowman song that played. It was his voice, singing eerily. I'm gonna have you forever. I'm never going to let you be. I was done at this point and I told my parents who contacted the school. They suspended him, but he still waited at my bus stop every day and walked to my home with me. One day he ran at me like he was going to tackle me. When I tensed up for the impact, he stopped and hugged me. 
It wasn't a regular hug. It was like he was trying to crush me. I was five foot one and about 90 pounds at the time. He ended up cracking one of my ribs. I cried and he started crying too before running off. He left me a voicemail apologizing in song. This one night is the night I'll never forget. And it's the reason we got a restraining order and my dad got a gun. I woke up one evening for no reason. Just was fully awake. I got up to go to my kitchen to get a glass of water to relax and in the reflection of my fridge, I saw movement in my backyard. I couldn't see well because it was so dark outside and so light inside. So I went to the back sliding glass door to get a better look. When I got closer, I was met with the silhouette of a six foot four man standing just outside the door. Stalker guy was in my backyard, under my room at 3 a.m. He was just staring at me. I screamed and my parents got up, but he was gone by the time my dad went outside. There's a patio right outside my bedroom window that goes all the way to the ground, so it's possible he could have been up on top of the patio looking directly into my bedroom window before. We got a restraining order granted shortly after that, and stalker guy dropped out of school. I haven't seen him since in person, but every six months or so, he makes a new Facebook and tries to friend request me. I just block it and report it every time. Really scary stuff. Y'all ever heard that myth that if you wake up in the middle of the night for no reason, there's likely something looking at you? Well, maybe it is true. I don't know what he's doing now or where he went, but I don't care to know, and I pray that we never meet again. English is not my first language, so please bear with me. If anyone listening is Mexican, you know that it's normal to have a concrete wall between your house and the street, or at least protection on your windows like bars or something. Well, I live on an old street, so we don't have a wall or protection in the windows mainly because on the street where I live, everyone knows each other very well. The kind of streets where old people know each person's name and surname. My room is on a corner, so I have two windows. One of them faces a big tree. Once a year, the town hall has the branches of all the trees cut. But while that happens, sometimes the branches come a little bit through my window. Tonight, I was almost asleep when I started to hear little scratches. So little, at first. I thought it was a funny noise. But then I heard it louder. In a moment of silence after that. In that moment, I realized that it was not a little scratching of an animal or a bug. Someone was trying to open the mosquito net. 
The scary thing is that the mosquito net was closed, but my window was open. But what's really scary is when I realized that there's no way this person couldn't see me. My room is small, and I sleep with a lamp on. It wasn't too dark not to see me. My heart was pounding and I found it hard to breathe. I tried to calm myself down, going through my mind mentally of what I should do. I had my back turned to the window, so I started to move as if I was about to wake up. But in that moment the sound got louder and more desperate. At this point I was crying in silence, biting my lip, trying not to make a sound. And taking all the courage I had, I stretched like as if I was waking up and started to sit up in the bed. In that moment, the sound stopped completely. The most difficult part for me was turning slowly to the window, trying to look sleepy, pretending as if I didn't have any idea of what had been happening. The only thing I saw in the window was two shaking hands squeezing the branch very hard as if trying to hold on. When I saw that, my stomach just dropped. I felt like throwing up. I looked at the time on my phone and stood up, taking my time to put on my shoes and walking slowly with disinterest, yawning until I left my room. Once I entered the bathroom, I locked the door and I just let my body fall down to my knees and I started to cry and shake. I wasn't able to breathe. I called the police. Almost two hours had passed and they still hadn't come yet. And then I called a friend who has the keys to my house. I didn't leave the bathroom at any time and I never even stood up. My friend helped me wash my face and calm down. We're sure that the police are not going to come so for now I'm going to his house. I just can't be alone. It gives me so much anxiety to think about what would have happened if I had stood up abruptly, if I had needed to defend myself, to scream, spoken to, or called someone. But what scares me the most is the possibility that if I turned around and met the man's gaze and he realized that he was discovered, he would have not hesitated to break that mosquito net. Over 10 years ago, I used to live in a peninsula in Norway. It was quite idyllic, actually, as we, me, my sister, and my mom, lived within walking distance to a beach. We had a short and incredibly narrow driveway that led to the house, and the only window in the house facing the driveway was my bedroom, which is important. I was about 9 or 10 at the time when the incident happened. I was in the living room watching a show on Jetix. I think it was around 6 or 7 o'clock as it got dark pretty fast at that time of the year. It was January. I had been sitting there for hours when my mother told me to go to my bedroom and watch TV since we were going to be having guests soon. I grabbed my things and went to my room. I remember the room felt really cold, 
so I turned on the heater and went back out to the living room to get my candy or something like that. On my way out the door, a sudden feeling of dread washed over me, and I had this feeling that someone had been watching me. I don't know how to explain this feeling, but it was as if subconsciously I could see someone outside my window, like out of the corner of my eye, but not realize it till I grabbed the door handle. I turned around quickly and glanced out the window. Nothing. I felt pretty stupid, and I brushed it off as me just being paranoid or dramatic. I got my candy and went back to my room. The first thing I noticed was that my bedroom window had been slightly opened, and I didn't remember opening it. I figured maybe mom did. Suddenly I heard a lot of scratching sounds outside my window, and this time I froze still. I couldn't process what exactly was going on, but there was a person outside my window. His face was glued to the glass and he was holding his hands on each side to get a better look inside my room. As my window was quite far up when standing outside, I could only see his head. For a brief second, I thought maybe he was one of the guests mom was talking about, but I had never seen him in my entire life. He was just staring at me. I couldn't move, or maybe I could, but I didn't want to. I was so scared. He looked like he was in his 40s, and I remember him having really dark circles under his eyes. He stood there for a while, and it felt like an eternity. And then suddenly he widened his eyes and continued to stare. This scared the crap out of me, and I managed to shout out, Mom! The man panicked and disappeared quickly. As I was in the middle of telling my mom that this man was standing outside my window, our doorbell rang. My mom answered the door and wouldn't let me out in the hallway to see who it was. I just remember her looking uneasy when she came back. A few months later, the same man was arrested and charged with murder after his neighbors complained about a horrific smell coming from his apartment. The police discovered the decomposing body of a 13-year-old girl in the attic who had been murdered by him. She was last seen in her bedroom and had been missing for several days. After all these years, my mom told me what the man had said at the door. He told her that someone had ordered takeout and he wanted to check and see if it was the right address. This being a small peninsula, she recognized him from a small vegetable shop and realized that he was lying. She got scared and quickly told him no one had ordered anything. A year later, we moved to the city, and only now do I fully understand why. I truly believe that if my mom had not been there, I would not be alive today. Sometimes I feel guilty for the girl's death and wonder if she would be alive and well today if I had been taken instead. I've found an article about the case, but it's in Norwegian. I've linked the photo of the person below from the article. I still get chills when I see his face. Hmm. 
I know we have some Norwegian folk who listen to the podcast. I'm wondering if any of you guys are familiar with the case. The photo of the man is on our Instagram at Nightmare Society Radio. I'm going to see if I can find any more information on it in English, so we'll see. And thanks so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to check out patreon.com slash nightmare society and follow us on Instagram. And until next time. Sweet.